Hello and welcome to the What Women Want Today podcast. You might be asking yourself right about now, well, what do women want? I mean, we're pretty complex creatures, right? Well, I think we want it all. And I'm here to explore it with you. My name is Terry Kellums. I'm your host. Go grab your favorite beverage. I've already got my glass of wine and let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of What Women Want Today. My name is Terry Kellums. I'm your host. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be with you guys today. I have a really fun topic and I have as my guest today, Stacy Perry. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Yay, thank you. Stacy, why don't we start out with you introducing yourself and giving us a little bit of your background? Definitely. Um, at like just with the coaching, I do uh, dating and self-love coaching and what happened right before my 40th birthday, I found myself single after about a four-year relationship and just was like, I am ready to like love and be loved. For me, I really wanted marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like, I remember like it was, I went, it was like Halloween and I went home and I was crying on my, my old bed to my mother, just like, I'm ready to love and be loved. Mm-hmm. And just decided then just to go all in on it. Like, just like, if it took me till I was 86 years old, I was going to figure this shit out yeah. <laughs> and went after it like that. So I went on, I dated for four years. I went on about three dates a week. Um, and basically went on like 475 dates. I met my husband. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds tiring. (laughs) You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it's like, you're just meeting people. I think that that is like why I'm in it. And then I became a coach, but like, part of my thing is like, it doesn't, you can date in a way that you get to choose how you do it. It can suit your life. It doesn't have to be so tiring. And that's Mm -hmm. part of the thing. Like there's so much unnecessary stuff we add on to it. Like we, like someone doesn't call us back or they don't text us, they don't ask us out again. And we make it mean something about our weight, our looks, our age, our, you know, if there's good guys out there anymore, if, um, uh, you know, it, it, the, most of us are just like, it's like, there's no good guys left. Mm-hmm. My person isn't out there. That's if they the are, they don't want me. Like that's just the story we're yeah. telling us in our heads. And so it's like, there's so much unnecessary suffering going on in dating that that's my mission is to take away the unnecessary suffering. So funny that you say that I, um, when I went through my divorce right around, well, oh gosh, now I've lost track of how old it was 40, 42, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing this again. Like I two failed marriages. I'm not dating again. I'm just going to concentrate on, I had a really, um, a job that had a lot of pressure at the time. I, you know, I had a a young child. She was 10. Uh, I had lots of friends. I just moved to Phoenix, Arizona just earlier that year. And I thought I'm not doing this again. And then one day I was with a friend, we had gone hiking and decided to stop at this little place um, for brunch. And, you know, our phones are sitting on the table like they are with everybody these days. Right. And it lit up and I thought that there was a private message on Facebook. And I thought, Who's, who's sending me a private message, open it up. And it was a guy I knew from back where I lived, where I grew up, I went to school with, and I read it and I showed my friend and I go, is he asking me out on a date? <laughs> I was so out of practice. I had been married for 12 years. And, um, I said, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not dating. I'm not doing this stuff. And she said, Terry, she said, 
why not just have some fun? He lived back where, you know, we grew up. He lived where my company was headquartered and I traveled there at least once a month for work. And she said, just go back there and have some fun. And then when you're here, you can be serious businesswoman and mom and do your thing here. She's like, this is the best of all worlds. (laughs) And I thought, oh, maybe she's right. So I did, I did date him for a little while. We were, we were really good friends that helped. It it made it easier to be that first person that you date after you get divorced. But, um, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't last. It didn't turn into anything serious. So I, I ended up going on dating apps. So the people that you coach, do you find that most of them, that's their first step is hitting the dating apps? Yeah. People hate the dating apps. Like part of my like work with my clients is, is like the ones where they're, they're the dater haters, like they are hating on the apps and all that. You're just to report like 39% of people meet off that. And your, your story cracks me up because I'm like, you're, you know, like I'd be like sitting on my couch watching TV with a friend. I'm like, well, no one's going to like show up my door, but like someone showed up at your door basically <laughs> through Facebook, which is awesome. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot and of fun. Yeah. We get mad at the apps and it's just a tool in our tool belt. Like if you, if no, you don't have to use the apps. You can go out to, you know, social situations and, but bars and work and all the different things. But the truth of the matter is 39% of people now are meeting on the apps and it's a tool and you meet people that are outside it geographically and like people that you would never meet. So I do think that the apps are something to um, manage your mind around mm-hmm. and to, to see them as a neutral tool that you can use or not use. And yeah. they're a great tool. And I think it's all ages. Cause my 20 something year old daughter met her boyfriend on a dating app. Yeah, yeah. And then my daughter, I'm trying to remember how old my daughter was when she met her husband. I think she was right around 30. So it's yeah. all ages that are doing this because like I said, I was in my forties when I did it. Yeah. What about the, what about the older crowd, the people older than, well, I, I feel like I'm the older crowd now, but you know, what about the, you know, the sixties, the seventies, are they doing dating apps or hundred percent. Even, I think even statistically more, they're meeting through that because like you get set in your lifestyle, you get set with your friends, you get set in your spot. So it's like, it opens you up to other people. So I think, yes, definitely. Absolutely. I remember when I set up my profile, I just happened to be traveling for business that weekend um, back in Wisconsin. And my girlfriend said, let me see what you put on there. She grabs it, you know, she goes, you're boring. (laughs) She's like, let's spice this up a little bit. And, um, she, you know, she changed a couple of things. She changed the the mile radius and that's ironically when I met my now husband. So yeah. Yeah. And there's so many of them. There's so many dating apps. Yeah. And you just get to, and, and the thing to think about is like some people are on one and not on the other. So you can Mm -hmm. use multiple of them. But what we said, like you said about like in the very beginning, like it can be exhausting or tiring. Mm-hmm. It's like, make it work for you. Go on one app, one app that fits you or that you like, or that. And for me, what I did is like, first I was on OkCupid and then I, and I liked all the information and all that. And then I was like, oh, I, I don't even know if I, how I pick them. Like maybe it's just be easier. And I went on Bumble and I'm like, oh, just fine. You know, like a faster pick. And I just feel like if you're getting dates and you're meeting interesting people, keep doing it. And then I was on Bumble at one time and it was like, there's no men left. <laughs> I'm like, what? They're like, mm, come back tomorrow. But luckily 
people would get widowed and get divorced every day oh and gosh. people get on the apps. But like, I mean, seeing when you're swiping, they're like, there's nobody left. You're like, hmm, this mm. is a bummer. Yeah. So do you, do you tend to um, attract a certain demographic, like, you know, the twenties, the thirties divorced, widowed, is there any certain demographic that seems to be attracted to hiring a dating coach? Absolutely. I think it's like the person that was me back then, like the thirties, like kind of like frustrated with dating. Where is he? Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing people do, we do to ourselves, like, is that we're like, it should have happened by now. Mm. There's something gone wrong that it hasn't happened by now. Like some of my clients are in that mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have forties and fifties. I have coached 26 year old women. I've coached six year old men, but usually it's like thirties, forties and fifties of women. Got it. Got it. And- to me, yeah. What do you think some are the, what are the, some of the, I don't know if I want to go the red flag way or the, you know, how do you know that you're in a situation that might go somewhere? Like, what are some of the key things that you might look for if you're just starting to date somebody? For me, I would say like, they're consistently showing up. They're consistently asking you out. Like it just, there's, I think like an ease to it, like, Mm -hmm. like a trusting to it. And yeah. Just like your person, trusting your person wants you is going to show up for you mm-hmm. if they're ready, willing, able, and choose you. Yeah. Now, somebody could be wonderful, but they can be going through a divorce. They could have like four kids and going through a divorce and they're just not able right now, but like they could be one of your like heart mates. Mm-hmm. But um, your person is ready, willing, and able to be in relationship with you and is choosing you. Yeah. I, I wonder sometimes if we bring some baggage with, with us that like prevents us from accepting the right person. And, and my story behind that is I was dating a gentleman off of a dating app and we got along really well. There was no real problems in the relationship. We enjoyed spending time together. We talked in between times on the phone or through text or whatever. Um, but I, I had a, what did I have a flat tire or a dead battery? It was one or the other. And I was frazzled because I had this important, important meeting to get to. And, you know, SOS, I'm like, Hey, I, I need some help. You know, I'd been a married woman for a long time. So the car thing just kind of threw me for a loop. You know, I was just like panicked. Oh my gosh, what can I, what, what can I, should I do here? And I don't know if I just reached out to him to, for him to like calm me or to offer me a solution or what I was exactly looking for, but he didn't make himself available to me. I mean, he answered the phone, but um, his, you know, his response to me was not a helpful one and didn't make me feel like I could count on him. And it triggered something in me from my divorce. And all of a sudden I was just hands up, like, nope, done. If you're not going to be here when I need help with something, then you're, you're not going to be the person in my life. So I just wonder, we probably bring a lot of baggage with us, especially in midlife when we're starting to date again we're drawn to the familiar and sometimes the familiar is negative habits and, and, and patterns. And sometimes it's, it's interesting when you say that to me, um, I almost like that for you. Cause you're like, I want somebody who is there for me and it takes some courage and security to like, be able to reach out and ask for help. And mm-hmm. so I actually like that for you that, that oh. you reach out and that he's like, oh, I'm not available. You're like, I want someone that's available. Yeah. Yeah. So I almost feel like that's like a positive way of looking at it, like a a healthy way of looking at it. Like Mm -hmm. I want someone who can help. 
Yeah. I can see how you're, I, yeah. I can see point of view on that actually. Yeah. So tell me what the intermittent reward system is. Oh, so they did this test with rats that they would get a treat if they like press a lever. Okay. And when it was consistent, press the lever, they get a treat. Like they get the dopamine hit, press the lever, get a treat. But when they made it sporadic or inconsistent, the rats basically went crazy, only concentrated on hitting the lever, neglected like self-care. And so what happens with dating is those people that are like not totally available, inconsistent with being available to us or texting us, all those things. Mm-hmm. We think it's like, oh, I love this person. There's like, I'm so attracted to him. I have this hot, hot, hot chemistry with him. But basically it's like a chemical addiction to the like inconsistency. Wow. And I think it's so good to know because we feel so out of control. I have so many clients that are like stuck on the guy that they're like, I, and they know, like, they're like, they're not good for me. They're not exact. They're not giving me what I want. If I wrote a list of what I want in a relationship, this isn't matching up, but they just have that, like, just draw to them. And it is, it's just, it's, 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 it's how um, they addict us with like um, gambling. Okay. Yeah. It's, wow. uh, and, and people, this is the negative thing. Like people that were like a, a true abuser mm-hmm. could use it in abuse. Oh yeah. For Knowing sure. it, yeah. Definitely yeah. see that. So what was it about your husband when you met him? Like, how did you know? We were like instantaneous uh, on our first date. I will say this. It's interesting. When he first walked in, I was like my first glance at him. I'm like, mm, he's going to be a little bit too dad for me, a little too conservative. Mm-hmm. And then within like a minute of talking with him, I'm like, Oh my God, he's amazing. He's so funny. And like, we just had things in common. Like this is super random, but he was on the a chairman of a board of an association, California, uh, waterfowl association with my dad's friend, oh my which was gosh. so random. We figured that out, which is so weird. Um, in our first moments of talking, um, his, he was saying that his son graduated from Chico state. I'm like, I graduated from Chico state. And this wow. is a really, really fun fact. It's so funny. He's like, were you in a sorority? I'm like, yeah. And I told him what it is. His ex-wife was in my sorority. He's eight years older than me, but I'm like, he's married to people in his life. And we don't look like, I don't look like his ex-wife, but he's yeah. married two women from the same college and the same sorority, which is so funny. Oh my God. But, uh, That's we were just funny. instant. I think it was like timing and just like, we just, it was instant. It yeah. was instant. So funny. My story is similar. When I met my husband on our first date, a blind, oh, well, not a blind date, but I met him, yeah. didn't know who he was kind of yeah. thing. Um, I walked into the little wine cafe where we were meeting and I saw him and I thought, mm, I don't think he's my type. And I've told him the story. I've yeah, told him yeah. that I thought that. I told Greg too. Yeah. He laughs, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah. Good thing you didn't, you know, F that one up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I sat down and I talked to him because the funny thing was, is I was away on business when he first reached out to me through the app. And so we had like a whole week where we couldn't meet in person because I wasn't in the same state, but we shared text messages, you know, just funny jokes. Like we were sending each other pictures back and forth. Like, like he said, you know, um, 
show me, show me your tattoo. And I sent him a picture of some random chick with a tattoo. I love it. I love it. We just, you know, we had this really fun week of just joking and talking. And, and when I walked in the, uh, the wine cafe and I saw him and thought, oh, he's not really my type. I thought, but you know what? I had so much fun with him. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go through this date. I'm just gonna have a really fun evening. Yes. We just talked and talked and talked about everything. And you know what I, I loved about him? And, and this might go back to the guy who, you know, disappointed me with the whole car situation. The thing I loved about my husband from the beginning was that he pursued me, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I've said this before in a different interview on the podcast is the thing about our relationship was, I think that makes it successful, even when it's not always perfect, is that we want to be in love. We want to be in a relationship. We want to be, you know, committed to each other for the rest of our lives. So, you know, I think some, some people have come across in, on the dating apps. I don't know what their, what their end game is. It's not always a relationship and that's, that's too bad. But um, do you think that the majority of people that come to you and that work with you, their end game is I want to get married. I want a long-term commitment. Long-term commitment relationship. Not everybody wants marriage, but long-term relationship. Okay. And then, I mean, I have clients that come to me and they really, really want that. And then they're like scared of it too. Sure. That comes up. That comes up. Sure. But I love it for you that you said about like walk in and you're like, oh, I'm not sure. And then like, I'm just gonna have a fun night. Cause like really that's all a date is, is meeting another human and like getting to know them, having a good time, you know, and then seeing if you want to be with them again. And I do think that's like uh, being open-minded that love and attraction and chemistry can grow. And sometimes that instant chemistry, like we were talking about familiarity, it may be like a negative familiarity that doesn't serve you. Oh. That chemistry. So like, sometimes you can learn like, First, it depends on who you are and what your patterns are and stuff like that. But sometimes like giving people a chance and and knowing that you can focus on what's good about them, what's sexy about them, what you're attracted about them, and you can grow it through that mindset and thinking. So I love it that you gave it that chance. I love it that you said that because that, yeah. that makes so much sense. Um, sometimes when you have that initial chemistry, it's just it burns out, it fizzles out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that you said mm-hmm. that. I was stalking you on your Instagram. Oh, profile. I love it. I'm a Google stalker. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and you said the biggest D you've uh-huh. ever been with in a relationship was with your own brain. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. I just think it, it's so interesting. And I Google stalked you and you had the podcast recently on judgment. Mm. And I think it's like mixed that um, the scariest thing about dating and finding love and like judgment and all that is not when the person doesn't like us back or the person like judges us or whatever they say. It. It's what we then internalize that and make it mean about us, about our ability to find love, about our lovability and all that. So I think like our brains, our primal brains are wired and evolved to keep us safe, to seek pleasure, Mm -hmm. to avoid pain, to make things easy. And so like that is not dating and finding love. Our brain is going to try to talk us out of that search any way, shape or form. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So it will tell us we're too old. We're too fat. There's no good guys out there. Mm -hmm. You know, we're too dumb. We're too, our jobs aren't sexy enough. We're too, whatever. Our brain will tell us everything to try to get us not to to, uh, go after our goal of finding love. I absolutely 100% agree with that. I think, 
you know, um, one of the things about the brain um, that I've learned is that the things that we say out loud, you know, the brain is like going, oh, okay, how can I make, how can I make a case for that to be true? Mm-hmm. And so then you look for things, little rejection here, little oh, yeah. text me back. And pretty soon you've worked yourself up into a nice, big, fat, ugly lie story that does not serve you. 100%. Yeah. I tell my clients to look at what they're Google searching. Are you looking like, are you Google searching? There's no good guys out there in mm-hmm. your brain. Are you Google searching? Like, I'm going to find my person. Yeah. Like, what are you directing your brain to go and look for? Like, you're the boss of it. Right. Yeah. And so outside of the dating app, what if someone said, if they came to you and wanted coaching, they said, I'm absolutely not going to do a dating app. Mm-hmm. What, what else would you recommend for them? I would talk to them and just figure out what works for them. Like, and what they're having success with that. And what it, I, it's so funny. I haven't had anybody be that, like, I'm not going to go on dating apps, but I'll tell you, it's so funny. Like I live in San Francisco. Um, have a sales job where I would go and I would go, there was a, a brewery where at Larkspur, where all the finance guys come off of the ferry and go, you know, and so I would sit myself up and do my emails and sit there all by myself and do my work mm-hmm. and like have a salad or a glass of Chardonnay. And then like, I got asked out like probably three times there because wow. I was by myself. I was approachable, you know, and yeah. I was just, yeah. you know, I, I was professional, but, uh, um, but I will say like, I, I think over four years and I have a big friend pool, I got set up maybe four times Wow! and uh, I met maybe five people in real life. Wow. And then that counts for like, what, you know, 10 people out of the 400. Right. And, and it's interesting because I'm like people that you meet through friends still can ghost you still can be jerks. People you meet in real life still can ghost you still can be jerks still can lie, you know? So it's, it's, um, I do have a sales background. So like there is a numbers game part of it. Like you, you you know, the more people you're meeting and interacting with. And when I first went out there, my whole thing was like, I am telling the universe that I'm ready for love. Yeah. And I'm going to use this tool of the apps that I'd never used before and websites and things like that. And I am open to it happening anywhere. Like, it's like, I am like beaming out the energy. Like I am ready for love. Absolutely. I love that. I feel like if you, you know, if you're not interested in the dating app, you need to put yourself in situations where you're doing things you enjoy and could potentially meet people, you know, that are enjoying the same kind of things. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's funny every time um, so I'm not a beer drinker, but you know, if we're having like a, a party at our house or gathering or something, mm-hmm. I will usually stroll through the beer aisle and I probably look really clueless because I am. And, mm-hmm. you know, I find that if you're standing like in front of all the, what are they? The fancy beers, like the craft beers or IPs yeah, or whatever yeah. like they are. I feel like some guy always talks to me. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe that's to all the listeners go to the beer aisle. Go to the beer aisle and look really clueless. But don't go to your stuff. And my thing is not to fake it too. It's like I'm like, you could be like totally into it. Like I'm not into beer either. I had I would have a glass of Chardonnay at the beer place. Yes. (laughs) Yes. If I'm ever in San Francisco, we'll have to have that glass together. Absolutely. I am definitely a wine regret. Sauvignon Blanc. Yep, that makes me happy. But yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. Just, you know, you just got to 
you know, open, open yourself up to the universe and, you know, be, be ready for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And something just popped in my head. I have a client, she gets so frustrated because there's, she's like, there's people on the, the, the apps and they're, you know, a couple and they're looking for somebody. And I'm like, that person is at the beer garden. That couple could be at the bar. That person could be in the beer aisle. It's like not to get mad or upset because people that don't want relationships or want totally different things. We all have a right for the love we want and ask for it and put it out there and just put out what you want and don't get like um, deterred or frustrated or make it mean that those people uh, make it mean that your person's not out there or that, you know, right. Well, Stacey, let's tell everybody how they can work with you and where they can find you online. Absolutely. So I do one-on-one coaching. Um, I, you can find me on Instagram at stacyperrycoaching.com and that's S-T-A-C-Y. P is in Peter, E-R-R-Y coaching. And there's a picture of me, I have big black glasses on and pink bubbles. So it you'll know when you see it. Um, I'm on Facebook too, uh, stacyperrycoaching.com and then my website, stacyperrycoaching.com. Awesome. And so I think I saw somewhere that you offer like a one hour free consultation. Absolutely. So there's a link in my bio on Instagram, or you can just message me through my website and I'll do a one hour free coaching session with you. And it's just like complimentary. Um, it's, coaching, we talk about like what you're, what you've been doing, dating, what hasn't been working for you, what you think your blocks are. I'll give you some tools and some coaching. And then if it feels like a fit, it's like our first date. <laughs> if it feels like a fit, we can go from there. Awesome. Awesome. Stacey, my one last question for you today okay. is um, actually one I've been asking people recently, and that is what do you think women want today? I think we want like connection and being seen and fun and playfulness. Like, um, yeah, I just think it's like, it's, it's, uh, to be like connected and playing with life. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. This time went so fast as it always does. I appreciate you being with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation as much as I did. If you'd like to continue the conversation, come on over and join our private Facebook group, What Women Want Today. I'd love to hang out with you some more there. Any resources mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at What Women Want Today podcast or visit my website at whatwomenwanttoday.com. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share. Leave me a review. It helps other amazing women find the show and become a member of our community. One last thing for you today. You are not alone. You are worthy of love and a fulfilled life. Now it's time to go after it.